Welcome to American Road Trip Talk, where you meet the people behind the stories in American Road Magazine. I'm Foster Brown. The Think Big column in our magazine is a regular platform for some of the most remarkable sights along the American Road. Erica Nelson is the peripatetic folk artist who chronicles kings and queens of the highway, like the largest ketchup bottle or biggest baseball bat, and the world's largest collection of the smallest replicas of the world's largest things. In this conversation, Erica shares her most recent find, a Titanic turtle that is displayed in our spring 2014 issue in the Think Big column. How does she find these roadside behemoths? Well, you'll just have to listen to our conversation to find out that and much more. Today's interview is brought to you by the Illinois Road 66 Scenic Byway, where the Mother Road begins. From famous roadside restaurants to hidden gems, Route 66 in Illinois offers a journey back in time. And history comes alive every day in Springfield, Illinois. It's interactive time travel fun for the entire family. For more about great getaway packages, call 800-545-7300 or go to visit-springfieldillinois.com. Illinois, mile after magnificent mile. Well, it's kind of fitting that the only way we can get hold of Erica Nelson, who is the uh, person who operates the world's largest things collection, is when she's on the road. And that's where we're running into her right now. Erica, thank you very much for joining us here on American Road Trip Talk. Always good to be here. Where is here right now, since I know that you're traveling, as you often do? I am actually in my home state of Kansas for a full three and a half weeks. It's a little odd for me to be this close to my home base, but here I am. Well, in the most recent issue of American Road Magazine is the world's largest turtle in Dunsey. Seath, North Dakota. First of all, how did you find out about this remarkable, massive turtle? Well, I've been collecting info about world's largest things for uh, over a decade now. So I have a handy-dandy Rand McNally atlas full of circles. So whenever I hear about a big thing, I circle the map, and next time I'm in that region, I go and visit it. That one's been circled on the map for a while. And it is uh, on uh, U.S. 281, and it's about, I think, as far north as you can get in the U.S., am I right? Yeah, it is pretty darn close to the border. So I didn't ask the turtle any questions to see if it had a Canadian accent. <laughs> well, the, the object itself is rather remarkable. Uh, can you describe it for the listeners? Uh, a lot of world's largest things are made out of fiberglass or metal or shape uh, Forms like a normal statue would be, but this one is made out of, uh, entirely out of wheel rim. So automobile parts stacked up in the form of this giant, massive turtle. It celebrates the uh, nearby Turtle Mountains in uh, North Dakota. But the thing is remarkable. It's 40 feet long. You must have had to back up quite a ways in order to get it all into the camera lens. It is a massive, massive structure. And to add to the wonder of it, the head was originally formed to bob, kind of like a bobblehead. So not only is it a massive structure, it was a kinetic structure. That would be a huge weight because it's made out of those wheel rims. That would be something fantastic. Uh, George Gottbrecht had it commissioned in 1982. You, by the way, part of what you do, Erica, maybe we can explain this to people, is not only do you capture the pictures of these huge roadside attractions, but then you make replicas of them. 
Yeah, and one of the rules I made for myself is that I don't make my world's smallest version of a world's largest thing until I've gotten to see the world's largest thing for my very own eyes. Aha. Uh-huh. So you, you now you now have a, a replica of this wheel turtle. No, I do not, because uh-huh. I've not actually seen that one in person. So oh, while I, I, see. I do know about it, and I do know the history, I have not seen it from my very own eyes, so I can't replicate it yet. I got it. I love it. So that's your rule, that it won't be in your collection until you've actually been there to lay your eyes on it yourself. Well, now, Erica... It's a- I love that. Now, tell me, I know that you are a participant also in a lot of uh, local art projects, and you had one going on, if I understood the last time we talked, you had some going on about a baseball project. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Uh, In the Skoda campus, they uh, had a really great show tinker day, and they have a water tower that they lowered to the ground and are making into a rural baseball museum in honor of Joe Tinker. And so I spent August with uh, my art partner creating a mural honoring Joe Tinker in that same town close to the world's largest baseball. Now that Tinker, to explain for our listeners, was part of the... Tinker to Ebers to Chance is that famous double play. That's right. Tinker to Ebers to Chance. And what team did they play for and when was that? That was the Chicago Cubs, and that double play team are a lot of the reason that the Cubs won the World Series in, uh, well, the last time that they won it. It was in that secret to Evers to Chance era, the so oh 1907 and 1908. Yeah. Cub fans are long suffering, to say the least. <laughs> they are. It's not quite been 110 years, but it's getting there. <laughs> And they're very patient in Chicago with that. Well, tell me, what are some projects that you're involved in now and some that you're looking forward to? Well, the reason that I am now grounded in Kansas, that I've made it a rule that I cannot leave the borders of the state until my next project is done, is a temporary installation for the Smoky Hill River Festival in Salina, Kansas. And I will be mounting 12 dozen hunting decoys to the side of a building. And each of those decoys has a special art deco pattern that references the downtown architecture of Salina. So brightly painted decoys that are sort of roosting on a water pumping station on the festival ground. I love that. Erica Nelson, who is talking with us right now, has the world's largest collection of the world's smallest replicas of the world's largest things. But she is also a very gifted artist herself and really committed to this kind of communal artwork, which she's talking about. So you not only are taking pictures of and replicating these things on roadside attractions around America, but you're also involved in hands-on making some of that art happen as you travel. And the art that really floats my boat is the art that references place and community. So if it has a strong tie to where it's going to live, that makes it even sweeter, which is what drew me to the world's largest thing. They all tell a story of the town that hosts or builds them. And that's what I, that's what I strive for in my personal artwork also. I love that. And I know that that is 
very much the reason why the Think Big column exists in our American Road magazine. Well, Erica, thank you very much for talking to us as you're on the road around your fair state of Kansas. How many objects do you have right now in your world's largest collection of these replicas? Right now there are over 80, not quite 90. And I usually travel with 40 in the current mobile museum and the other 50 either live in the trunk show or stay at the home base so that even when one of the mobile museums is out, there's still something for people to see when they visit the world's largest things home base and look at. Right. And you have uh, this mobile museum that you travel with, I think you said during the summers, am I right? Um, it, it's all year because the, the newest one I'm driving right now is a uh, Based in a Jeep, it's called a Jeepalope. So whenever <laughs> I am out doing a lecture or scouting a new project, the mobile museum goes with me. Is there another project that's on the horizon for you once you have this one done in Salina? Oh, there's always another project. <laughs> I'm pitching an idea for some circus wagons in Wisconsin, but that's all I can say at the moment. <laughs> Well, we know that it's going to be a wonderful experience whenever it happens to you. So, listen, thank you very much for being with us here, Erica Nelson. Safe travels wherever you're going to be, and we look forward to your column, Think Big, very soon again in American Road Magazine. Thank you, Foster Brown. This interview was brought to you by the Illinois National Heritage Corridor, which lies between Lake Michigan and the Illinois River. It's an outdoor recreational dream beginning with miles of trails and waterways, stretching from suburban Chicago all the way to Starve Rock State Park. The Heritage Corridor has everything you're looking for in a weekend getaway or your next tour or meeting. You've been listening to another edition of American Road Trip Talk, where we introduce you to the people and places behind the articles in American Road Magazine. Please subscribe to our regular podcast interviews through iTunes or your favorite podcast application. Visit us online at AmericanRoadMagazine.com for more information about the magazine, trip itinerary suggestions, fun contests, and a whole lot more. Until we meet again on the American Road, this is Foster Brown reminding you that the joy is in the journey.